0: Welcome to Wednesday night worship at First Baptist. Tonight's speaker is Dr. Jeff Reynolds. Let's pray together. Father, we love you and we thank you so much for your amazing love for us. Indeed, we only love you because you first loved us. And so we pray now that in the context of your presence and in the context of your love, that you would shape us, transform us, encourage us, make us more like Jesus. For it's in His precious and holy name that we pray. Amen. Well, tonight we continue on our journey through faith stories in the Hall of Faith of Hebrews chapter 11. And tonight we come to one of my great heroes of the faith, a woman whose name you may not know, um, but a woman who is vitally important in the story of Almighty God and His people and vitally important to you and me, whether we know it or not. Tonight we're going to talk about Jacobed. and our verse for tonight is Hebrews chapter 11, verse 23, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 23, and that verse will serve as our theme for the night. By faith Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents, because they saw that the child was beautiful, and they were not afraid of the king's edict." Let me read that to us one more time. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw that the child was beautiful and they were not afraid of the king's edict. Well, what's interesting is the author of Hebrews here chooses to name Moses, a name with which the whole world is familiar, but mentions Moses' parents only by their title as his parents. Their names were Amram and Jacobed. And Amram and Jochebed did something amazing. They did something that was so vitally important. And I want to read you this story back, all the way back to Exodus chapter 1 and in the beginning of Exodus chapter 2 to see what Amram and Jochebed did that was so vitally important to the story of God's people. Exodus chapter 1 beginning with verse 8 tells us this. And the more they were oppressed, the more they multiplied, and the more they spread abroad. And the Egyptians were in dread of the people of Israel. So they ruthlessly made the people of Israel work as slaves and made their lives bitter with hard service in mortar and brick, And in all kinds of work in the field, in all their work, they ruthlessly made them work as slaves. Let me pause here for just a moment. You remember the story. You remember that God redeemed and rescued his people by getting them into Egypt where Joseph was. Joseph had been sold into slavery, but God prospered Joseph and raised him up to the second highest position in all the land of Egypt. And when the famine came, Joseph, who had orchestrated the storage of the foodstuffs so that they would be able to survive even in the midst of the famine, God led his people to Egypt to get food from Joseph. And Of course, we talked last week about how the brothers bowed down and and paid homage to Joseph. And indeed, all of Egypt bowed down and paid homage to Joseph. And God's people were secure there in the land of Egypt. And they grew in number, they increased in number to the degree that when a new king arose after the death of Joseph, a new king who did not know who Joseph was, who did not remember the great things that Joseph had done, he began to look at the people of Israel with contempt. He began to look upon the Hebrew people not as a blessing, but as a threat. And so they enslaved God's people in Egypt. And what's more, the king was so threatened by these people that he issued a decree that is unthinkable. Let's see what he said. Verse 15, Then the king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives, one of whom was named Shiphrah, and the other Puah, When you serve as a midwife to the Hebrew women, and see them on the birth stool, if it is a son, you shall kill him. But if it is a daughter, And because the midwives feared God, he gave them families. Then Pharaoh commanded all his people, Every son that is born to the Hebrews you shall cast into the Nile, but you shall let every daughter live. So here's this unthinkable decree by the king of Egypt who says, To kill the male children, he tells the midwives to take the lives of those who are being born. How unthinkable is that? But thank God. For midwives named Shifra and Pua, I love the fact that God tells us their names. Shifra and Pua chose to disobey the king in favor of obeying God. They chose to do what God said was right and to take their chances with the king instead of doing what the king said was right and to take their chances with God. No, they stood firm in their faith and God honored them. God blessed them for the great stance that they had made. But now, in Exodus chapter 2, we get specifically to the story of Moses. Exodus chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. Now a man from the house of Levi went and took as his wife a Levite woman. The woman conceived and bore a son, and when she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him three months. When she could hide him no longer, she took for him a basket made of bulrushes and daubed it with bitumen and pitch. And she put the child in it and placed it among the reeds by the river bank. And his sister stood at a distance to know what would be done to him. So the birth of Moses. And when Moses enters the world, his parents do something that is exceedingly bold. Instead of casting him in the Nile to kill him, as the king had decreed, like these Hebrew midwives, Amram and Jochebed said, No, we will not kill our child. We will take our chances with the king, and we will do what God has said is right. The one point that I want to give us tonight in honoring Moses' mother is this. Jochebed trusted and followed God more than she feared Pharaoh. As a result, Moses lived. Jochebed trusted and feared God. She trusted and followed God more than she feared the king. And so she disobeyed the king in order to obey Almighty God. And in so doing, this precious child who would be named Moses, which means drawn out, would be saved. This is how God moves in miraculous ways. The very king who had issued the decree had a daughter who had gone down to the Nile River to bathe. And this baby floated up upon them. And she took pity on this baby. And she raised him as her own. Moses' own mother got to be his wet nurse. And Moses got to grow up in the kingdom, but in the home of the very king who had said he should die. God spared Moses. Interestingly enough, this baby delivered by the hand of Almighty God through parents who feared God more than they feared the king, would be the instrument through which God would deliver His people from slavery in Egypt. But I think it's important that we know a couple names. It's important that we know Shiphrah and Puah, and we honor them for the great stand that they took. It's important that we know Amram and Jochebed and honor them for the great stand that they took. For they functioned by faith, even if it had meant that that set them at odds with the king. They feared God more than they feared the king, and they sought to do what was right, no matter what the king said. I pray that you and I would be the type of people who would fear God more than we would fear any human authority, and that we would do what God says is right over and above anything else. And in so doing, as we live out our faith, perhaps God might use us to be instruments in His hands to bring blessing to the world. Would you pray with me? Father, we love you and we thank you so much for Amram. We thank you so much for Jochebed. We thank you for the stand that they took, that their child would live and live he did. We thank you that you honored them and that you prospered that baby, raising him up by the daughter of the very king who had issued that he should die. And Lord, we know that you prepared him. You prepared him for 40 years of life in Egypt. 40 years of life with animals in the wilderness, and then 40 years of life as your instrument to deliver your people out of the hands of Egypt and out of slavery. Lord, we're so thankful that you are our God, and we can know that even when it seems like no one is looking, you are deeply aware of what is going on. And so we pray that like Shifra and Puah, like Amram and Jacobed, We would be faithful to you no matter what. We know the world will be blessed because of it. And before we end our time together tonight, Lord, once again, we join together our hearts and our minds and even our voices to pray that prayer that our Lord Jesus taught us to pray. And in so doing, we will answer the question, Whose Father? Our Father, who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to worship with us tonight, and we hope you'll join us this Sunday at 11 a.m. as we gather together either in person or online to worship our risen Savior. His name is Jesus. God bless you.